Good morning. It is Kale and Company Live for this Tuesday. Great to have you along with us on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming worldwide around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And in the leadoff spot this morning here on uh, Kale and Company is uh, Howard Pearl of uh, Loudon. Howard, how are you today? Well, good morning, Ken. I'm doing very well. How are you? I, I am doing well. And, uh, you know, I, I say to most guests that we have uh, in person or uh, on the phone like you, for, thanks for getting up early in the morning, but you've probably been up for four or five hours already. <laughs> I have been up for a while. Uh, I, actually, in the middle of my uh, produce delivery route, and I found a good cell phone service spot and stopped. You, you so did. I have a you did. Uh, wherever you are, you, you sound uh, sound terrific. Uh, Howard, a uh, lifelong resident uh, of Loudoun, wrapping up three terms in the New Hampshire House of Representatives and now running for state senate in District 17. And uh, Howard, what was your inspiration to run uh, for senate? I know you've served three terms uh, in the House and uh, it was time to move on and to uh, bigger and better things. I know it wasn't the money. <laughs> well, that, with that whopping hundred dollars a year, you know, hey, that's that's better than farming some years. <laughs> uh, well, you know, Ken, I've uh, as you said, I've finished. I'm finishing up my third term in the House, and uh, I've been chairing the Environment and Agricultural Committee here the last couple of years, and I was ranking member prior to that, and I really enjoyed the uh, leadership experience that I have. Uh, received in doing performing that task and i kind of always had my eye on the senate and uh senator reagan had decided to retire he's the current senator in district 17 so i I thought it was a good opportunity for for me to move over to the more intimate setting of the senate and continue on the the work and that i've been doing in the house well you've been doing uh, great work in the house and uh as you mentioned, the the chair of the House Environment and Agriculture uh, uh, Committee. What uh, what during your time? Uh, some of the accomplishments that uh, you were able to achieve. Well, Ken, I've been uh, fortunate to sponsor and co-sponsor um, over. Well, I think from my memory's right, over thirty bills that wow. have uh, been signed into law. Uh, many many of those I was co-sponsor on, but I think probably some of the more notables. My very first year, I guess my favorite one is uh, constitutional carry. That was the first year I was a rep, and I was fortunate to be a co-sponsor on that. And I'm always a strong proponent of you know individual liberties and uh, the, our Second Amendment rights. And so uh, I was very honored and pleased to be on that bill. And it was uh, it was really fun for a, my you know, first bill ever to be signed into law. It was great. I was very happy to be part of it. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. So uh, that that was uh, quite an achievement. I know you, you took over the operation of uh, Pearl and Sons Farm in, in Loudoun at the age of 20. And uh, so you've been doing it for a couple of years anyway, Howard. Huh? Yeah, and and uh, you've you've been at it uh, ever since. And and I know, and, and as you kind of referenced a moment or two ago, uh, some years are better than others in the in the world of farming. They sure are. Yes, yeah. I, I did take over right out of high school. My uh, my brother and I were partners for a short time, and then I went on and uh, he moved on to different things for some health issues he had, and I took over and ran been running solely ever since. Uh, I'm uh, fortunate now. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows this. I got married a month ago, and I have the uh, 
my wife Heather beside me every day, helping me uh, do things, and it's it's quite a blessing to have her there. And uh, she's certainly uh, she's new to politics, so <clears throat> excuse me, she's learning the ropes of farming and politics all at the same time. All, all at the same time, but uh, under under a good teacher, that that is for sure. And uh, you know, I, I congratulations to you on that. I've I've actually been uh, following that to a certain degree on on Facebook, and and also I saw a, a picture of yours on Facebook yesterday uh, of your corn. And uh, despite the fact that, you know, we have not had a lot of rain uh, this summer, the corn's looking pretty good. It is. It is. Um, we uh, have kind of heavy soils, so we're, we're weathering the drier year pretty well. We've been fortunate that we've got just enough rain here and there to kind of bring the corn along. It, uh, it likes to have a lot of water when it's filling out the ears so that we get, you know, good kernels in the uh, tip fill and things like that. So, but it looks pretty good. Uh, the, the crop is doing okay. We're looking at moving into harvesting winter squash here fairly soon, and believe it or not, we'll have some pumpkins ready probably within a couple of weeks. Wow. The summer's kind of disappearing quickly. Wow, pumpkins. That, that is that is terrific. So uh, you took over the family farm uh, pretty much uh, right out of high school, and uh, not only are you running the farm, uh, which is, for most people, which would be enough responsibility, but I know that uh, you've been uh, very, very, very active in the uh, in the Loudoun community. Yes, I uh, served 13 years on our zoning board and uh, two years as moderator, and prior to that, four years as uh, trustee of the trust funds. But, you know, I, I had a major fire back in 2003 that destroyed a, a good amount of the farm, and uh, my community was there for me, and I decided that, at that time, that I was always going to be there for them as well, and that's sort of been a, a big inspiration for me to be involved in the community as well as in moving into politics. And being their state rep has been an honor for six years, and I look forward to being their state senator as well. And you're getting the signs out. I, I see them uh, everywhere when I go up and down uh, Route 106 and some of the side streets in, in, in Loudoun. Uh, you're, you're getting the word out, Howard. I am. We've got uh, over... 34x8s out now all over the district. Uh, still got plenty more to go, but I'm doing that in my spare time around all of the uh, the other things that I'm doing with the farm and the political meetings. And so uh, it's a pretty busy schedule right now. Uh, there's, there's not many evenings that I'm home. No, I'm, I'm sure that is true. And uh, your, your, your new bride probably is, uh, you know, uh, anxious to have you home more. I would you guess know, anyway. Been- <laughs> yeah, she's been fantastic, I have to say. I, I give her a lot of credit because this is new to her, and she's uh, stepped right up, and she's been out there helping me do sign installations and attending meetings with me as she can. She uh, she has a pretty busy schedule on her own. As she works as a nurse, and so uh, her, her hours are pretty full, but we're we're making it happen together, and I really appreciate you know her love and support through all of this because, honestly, without her and my, the rest of my family and friends and my staff at the farm, I couldn't do this alone. I know it looks like I'm doing it all, but, but there's other people that are, are really stepping up and picking up where there's times that I need to be elsewhere, and I appreciate all of them for it. So District 17 covers Loudoun, and, and what else? Oh, my gosh, there's uh, 12 towns in District 17. I'm sure I'll forget one of them, but uh, we cover basically from Nottingham to Northfield and yep. you know, all up through the Epsom, Chichester, Pittsfield area. And uh, there was a little bit of a shift around with uh, the redistricting. Uh, District 17 used to include Raymond and uh, Stratford, and 
it, after the redistricting, those two were removed, and we picked up Barnstead and Northfield and Canterbury. So it actually moved me a little bit more toward the center of the district than I used to be. Loudon used to be the northeast end, but now we have uh, Northfield and Canterbury there, too. And I know you, you're hitting all the uh, the old home days and, uh, and the fairs that are going on and uh, very active out on the campaign trail. So uh, what are you hearing, Howard, from uh, potential voters out, out on the campaign trail? What's, what's the biggest issues that come to mind? Well, that's a great question, Ken. You know, we have been hitting all the old home days. I've got uh, another one this weekend in uh, Pembroke and Allenstown. And, you know, the voters are very concerned about the economy. They're very concerned about these high fuel prices. Uh, they're, you know, the things that they're they're hitting their homes and their pockets and their everyday life. And you know, a lot of the problems and issues that they're really most concerned with on on financial ends are are more federal policy than state. I mean, yep. we've done a fantastic job here in the state with uh, helping to lower the property taxes and the you know the hundred million dollars that we put back into the into the SWEP fund, which directly lowered everyone's property taxes. The uh, you know, we've contributed. We have over a $400 million surplus coming out of last year in the state because we've done a very good job in managing our tax rates and being a business-friendly state, and uh, we've prospered because of it. So we're able to do some other programs that uh, we wouldn't have been able to do. It, you know, we're considering some... Uh, some I know there's a program that the governor has put forth, and we're going to hear it on veto day, about giving a rate reduction or a one-time... Uh, check back to residents to help offset these high electricity prices because boy that is just blistering all of us i know my bill almost doubled yeah oh oh i know that's that's for sure and uh uh same with uh, virtually everybody in the state and uh, you know so veto day is coming up i know it's in uh, in september what uh, the 15th uh, uh yes september 15th 15th is, is veto day so what would you like to uh, to see overturned, some of the governor's vetoes that you would like to see, or any of them that you would like to see overturned? I don't, I don't believe I'll be supporting overturning any of the governor's vetoes. No. Uh, he, he has made some, you know, real reasons and that he's put the veto up. And, uh, you know, the, the governor and I aren't always exactly on the same page, but I think he's done a, a generally good job overall. And uh, I, I didn't see anything here that I will be supporting an overturn on. All right. Howard Pearl is with us, state representative, uh, serving his uh, third term now running for Senate in District 17. Now, Howard, can you stay with us a couple more minutes? I sure can. All right. Howard is with us. And uh, you are, too, here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 on the FM dial in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and streaming around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. It's Kale and Company Live. Our guest on this portion of the show is Howard Pearl. Back with more of Kale and Company Live right here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. Kale and Company Live for this Tuesday here on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond. And streaming worldwide around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. State Representative Howard Pearl is joining us on this segment of the show, hoping to become a a state senator in the not-too-distant future. Primary uh, coming up. On September 13th, how, how many opponents do you have in the Republican primary, Howard? 
Oh, thanks, Kendall. I only have uh, one opponent in the primary, and then obviously we'll have one in the general. Yep. So, uh, so that's not too bad. That's not not nope. not a nope. not a crowded field. Who, it who, is not. Uh, who wants to challenge you anyway, Howard? I mean, you're you're, <laughs> you're a popular guy. You've accomplished so much in in your young life, and uh, you know you're you're a great candidate. And uh, I know you're a no income, uh, no sales tax guy. Uh, but one of the issues that we do face in this state is high property taxes. And uh, what, what can we do about that? What, what can the, the legislature do about, uh, about the high property taxes that, that we have? Well, Ken, that's a question that we hear a lot. And we're certainly looking at, uh, always looking at different proposals and ideas that come through. And, and I, as you stated, I am not a fan of a uh, sales or an income tax. Um, we're, in fact, we're in the process in our last budget of phasing out the interest and dividends tax over the next five years. The state has done well managing its money, and um, we feel that we're able to do that. You know, the property tax issue stems mostly from education funding. Uh, better than 70% of most every community's uh, property tax bill really goes to the, the education system. It's, uh, it is a challenge because the schools have a, a fully separate budget on their own that they control. And as much as I don't like my property taxes, I, I have yet to see a better way of managing the school funding in the, you know, in the property tax system that we currently have. So I've stayed supportive of it. You know, the nice thing that we have right now with our current setup is that you have a big voice to go to your school board meetings and, and you know, speak up on the budget as to how you want your money spent. And I, I like to keep that spending control as close to the person that's, you know, giving the money, being the taxpayer, that, as, as possible, because you, that gives you the loudest voice and the best way to express your opinion. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And, uh, uh, you know, our education system, uh, not only here in New Hampshire, but around the country, uh, suffering right now for the, uh, the lack of teachers, the lack of uh, paraprofessionals that, uh, you know, are involved in the education progress. A real, a real issue these days is, uh, you know, e- even staffing uh, the mm-hmm. schools in this country. Sure is. You know, we're seeing that across all uh, aspects of uh, the workforce. You know, we're, there's just no one there. I had 15 people five years ago at the farm, and now there's three of them. Wow. Uh, we're, we're all struggling with that, and certainly wow. the education system is as well. And, you know, and that's a challenge. I, I've always supported education freedom because, it, to me, it's about the, the best way for the child to learn, and I, that's a very something that I feel is incredibly important. I made the decision that when my children were young to put them into a private school because that was the direction that I felt was best for them. I'd like to make sure that these educational choices and opportunities are available to all the parents as much as possible. Well, there, there does, uh, on the positive side, seem to be more opportunity these days for uh, your choice, uh, educational choice, than, than there was in the past. Definitely. You know, I, I went through a public school system, which served me just fine. And I, and I, I know some people feel that if you're for uh, school choice, then you're anti-public school. Well, that's not the case. I'm certainly not anti-public school, but I want that choice to be available that to uh, the students to learn in the way that they best can. And that very well may be a public school for most students, but for certainly for some children, it's not. And, uh, we, you know, they're our future. They're, they're what is going to make us the great country that we have been. They need to continue that on. We're going to pass that torch on to them. And, 
as we've all seen in our lifetimes, that challenge just gets harder and harder as we see, you know, greater influences from foreign countries trying to come in and dominate our culture and dominate our, our, um, our financial wherewithal, especially we see a lot of threats from China. On, and so we want to make sure that we're teaching our students well and, and they become, you know, good and prosperous working members of our community. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So just on, on a personal level, Howard, I mean, you, you've gone from, uh, as you said, 15 employees a number of years ago, now down to three. And, you know, you, no matter where you go, uh, uh, any anywhere in Concord, Loudoun, anywhere in the general vicinity, Manchester, you name anywhere in the state or pretty much anywhere in this country. I mean, most businesses have help wanted signs out these yep. days. Uh, they sure do. Where are all the people going? I mean, where, I, mean, where, I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I, I. I don't really. I can't fathom it. Where Where do they go? Well, how are they? How are they making a living? That, you know, that is a that is the million dollar question, and it's one that we've had on many occasions around the legislature and in the business community as I've been around and, and talked with businesses. And I don't know that there's a single answer to that. I think it's a, several factors. With I think that COVID certainly may hit at a time where there were some folks that were perhaps getting to the end of their working career or or close to the end, and they decided, well, you know what, I'm not going to go back after this. I, that certainly is a piece of the pie, and and I honestly don't know the answer, Ken. Uh, I can tell you that I, I think the declining enrollment in schools shows that we have a young, uh, less younger population coming forward. That's certainly a piece of it. I spoke with uh, Vice President Pence the other day. He, I did a business roundtable with him, and uh, we've agreed that we need to have a further conversation about, you know, immigration policy as far as it pertains to getting agricultural workers as well as, as other workers that we need in other sectors. But the uh, the immigration policy really affects the agricultural workers that we have been able to access in the past, and it's something we need to be careful of because food is a very important part of our everyday. It's the oh, most yeah. important part. Yeah, uh, we, for sure. You're, you're on the produce run this morning, Howard. I am. Yeah, I, I am. And I, when, we, <laughs> when we give up that food security kind of locally grown, then we're turning a lot of power over to someone else. And I'm always reminding people we need to really support our local agriculture because it's important to keep that power within our, you know, within our own communities. Well, you met with uh, the former vice president the other day, uh, Mike Pence. Uh, did you get the feeling, Howard, that uh, he is going to uh, announce his candidacy in the not-too-distant future for president? I'd only be speculating, honestly, Ken. It was not a conversation that he and I had, so I, I guess I'll have you push that question to him. <laughs> I, he's certainly here and making the rounds, and, I mean, we all know what that typically signals, so I, I guess I, I would... We could all read it from that perspective, but I honestly I didn't have that conversation with him. No, I, I you know I just didn't know if you get that that vibe. I mean, visiting New Hampshire certainly uh, you know has people speculating, and uh, you know he's been here a couple of times uh, in the in the not too recent past, and including last week, and uh, made, made the rounds. And I I, I think uh, just in my opinion, I think he would be a tremendous uh, candidate for president. A very impressive man. He's very nice to talk to. Uh, you know, I, he's very knowledgeable to listen to him speak. He certainly brings those aspects of it. I will, uh, you know, I've got my focus right now on the 22 elections and getting through the midterms, yep. you know, not, even my, not only my own race, but within the, the state reps, for friends and, and yep. fellow 
Republicans that I'm helping there, and, and certainly all, all of the levels. We've, we've got a very important U.S. Senate race and, and U.S. House races. You know, it's real important for us to get control of the uh, House back into the Republican Party, and hopefully we can make some better uh, federal decisions on energy policy and things of that nature, That the things that are really hurting our economy. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned the, the Senate race, the U.S. Senate race, the primary, the Republican primary in this state with, uh, you know, four uh, candidates. There's more than four in, in the running, but the four uh, candidates that really showed up in the polls uh, last week taken by St. Anselm College. And uh, were you surprised to see uh, General Bolduck with the, with the lead that he has, you know, according to that poll anyway? I certainly was not surprised to see him as one of the front runners. He's uh, the general has done a fantastic job of being on the ground for two years and getting his name out there, and he's got a real grassroots campaign. I guess I was a little surprised to see uh, Senate President Morse was was down lower than I anticipated, and I honestly didn't know uh, exactly how all that would play out. You know, uh, Kevin Smith certainly has uh, done a great job as the Londonderry Town Manager. And uh, he, he speaks very well, so it's, it's interesting. I think one of the things that will change, uh, at least from my perspective of being out there and talking with people, is you may see the poll numbers change in the next week or two. People really were in vacation mode, and they hadn't come out of summer mode yet. And they'll start changing that focus back onto the elections as we get into the schools reopening and things for the summer kind of ending. So I, I think you may see those numbers move around a little. Well, I know you're moving around a little, Howard Pearl, and uh, wh- where are you going to be this weekend? Where can people see you? Uh, we'll be in the Pembroke and Allenstown Old Home Day. I'm not sure yet if we can be in the parade. I'm still trying to figure that out, but we'll certainly be around the festivities for some of the day, and, and we'll be around the communities putting out signs and visiting and saying hello. And uh, where can people find more information about you, Howard? Sure, come on onto my website at uh, pearlforsenate.com. All right, and I know you have a Facebook page as well, uh, uh, Pearl for Senate, and uh, very good. Howard Pearl, family farmer for uh, many, many years, I mean, pretty much all your life. And uh, now on now on the you can see him on the produce run every morning too, folks. You know, if you if you watch closely. Howard, thanks so much. I I appreciate your time this morning. Well, Ken, thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk. We should do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Howard. Take care. All right, take care. All right, Howard Pearl from Loudoun, running in uh, District 17 for State Senate. We'll be back with more. Kale and Company right here WKXL. NHtalkradio.com. Stay with us. It is Kale and Company live for a Tuesday. Great to have you along with us on the program on 1450 AM. 1039 on the FM dial in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming worldwide and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And uh, we welcome back to the program our good friend, Dr. Harp, Dennis Martin. Dennis, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Ken. I'm doing great, Lil. I I just literally rolled out of bed. You, You did, did you? Yeah, well, kind of early. It's kind of early for a musician, you know. I I, I understand, and uh, we're just talking with uh, State Representative Howard Pearl, who's up every morning about three o'clock, uh, is getting ready for his produce run from his uh, farm in Loudon. So, 
Uh, so, I mean, uh, but uh, musicians and farmers are totally different ends of the spectrum. I know that from, yeah. from a sleep perspective anyway. Yeah, and it was a little late last night. So, anyways. A, a, a little late, huh? Yeah. Did, you have a, did you have a late gig or anything like that? No, I just I think it was just uh, couldn't get to sleep. That's just, just one of those. Things. I hear it. Kind of a a humid night, a humid oh. night in in New Hampshire. Well, oh. you were on the show with us a couple of weeks ago and talking about the eighth annual Blues Festival, which is going to take place this coming Saturday, yeah. uh, noon to four, Londonderry Town Common at the uh, corner of Pillsbury and Mammoth Roads in Londonderry. Beautiful setting, a uh, nice uh, bandstand that you have to work from. And uh, tell us a little bit more about it. I know 100% of uh, the proceeds from uh, this event will benefit the uh, Combat Vets Association. And, uh, you know, uh, tell us about what what got you started uh, eight years ago. Why did you decide to do this, Dennis? Well, one of the reasons is, is the main reason is because I, I was a uh, homeless veteran myself uh, right about around the Gulf War time. And I... Um, and there was other veterans that had helped me get off my feet. Um, it was actually the Vietnam veterans uh, guys down there on Cape Cod. I lived in Hyannis at the time, and uh, they have helped me get into programs and a place to stay. And you know, uh, uh, and and so I said, you know, geez, you know, somebody a vet a vet did it for me. A veteran did it for me to get off my feet. I figured, well, you know what. Uh, it's it's time for me to give back, and uh, I started this to raise money for homeless veterans. And uh, you know, the first year we did it, we we raised money for the Liberty House, which is a, uh, a homeless veteran shelter in um, a home in Manchester. And then the next few years, we did it for uh, uh, I think I did it for Veterans Count, and then uh, and then we did it one year for the Disabled American Veterans which is an organization I belong to. And, uh, and then the last three years we've done it, uh, the last three years we did it for, we've done it for the combat vets motorcycle association. And that's, they had come four years ago to help out. And I said, would you guys like to be the recipient of the money? Uh, cause they're a 501 C and what attracted me to them mostly is because the other organizations, would take 10% of the money, you know, because they can do that by law. 501Cs can do that. But uh, these guys are a 501C, and they said, we don't, we don't take anything. We, we give whatever veteran we help, they get 100%. So I said, well, that fits me a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, no, no administrative fees. Uh, they just uh, they hundred percent of what uh, yeah. you're able to raise uh, as a result of the the blues festival uh, yeah. goes to, directly to the uh, veterans that they serve. Uh, veterans who might have uh, you know been uh, late on a rent payment, uh, have some uh, medical issues, uh, maybe yeah. uh, you know couldn't make a car payment or or whatever it might be, and. Uh, and Combat Vets Association is, is there for them. Yeah, they, they might, they might, like if a veteran is uh, wheelchair bound, yeah, they might even build a, a ramp for them, have a ramp paid to be built for them, and uh, things like that. Yeah, they, yeah. They, great bunch of guys. I've actually become friends with with a lot of them now, and uh, we're going to have a fifty fifty raffle. We're going to be giving things away. We have a, uh, uh, I have a gift basket from a brewery company here in Londonderry that's going to. Uh, 
they gave me a gift gift card and, and a couple glasses and and then we have a, a another local establishment uh bar uh right here in Londonderry that's going they gave us a, a gift certificate and then I have a a, a, a fitness club uh they they're going to come by and they're going to give me some gift and a year membership and uh and then we have a woman who made made a beautiful beautiful uh uh, blanket. I'm trying to think what they call it, but uh, Afghan or uh, Afghan, yeah, 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 Afghan. yeah, and uh, beautiful, absolutely. She does it every year, and and the thing, the value of the thing is around seven hundred dollars because it's handmade. Yeah, yeah, it's not a factory made one, and uh, we give those away. Uh, not give them away. We raffle those off. Uh, I get a, a local gas gas station that's going to give me a hundred dollars worth of uh, gift cards and gas. Uh, which <laughs> I think people would look out will go for that one because the way the cost yeah. of gas, you know, you know, absolutely, and, uh, yeah. But uh, I, I know when when I was down there a couple of years ago, you had some uh, some some great items in, in terms of uh, and and you do this year as well for to raise money for the uh, the Combat Vets Association because the admission is free and uh, you know you just you have a fifty fifty too, right? Right, we do. We have a fifty-fifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we, yeah. And people, you know, the combat vets will have uh, a, a easy up, you know, which will be right there with the name of, you know, or with a banner right. hanging from the end. Uh, so you'll know who they are. So you can always just go over there and donate to them directly. Um, uh, you, know, uh, you know, we normally get well, with the exception of COVID, which was only about a hundred to one hundred fifty people during the COVID, the height of COVID. We still did it the year of the height of COVID. We haven't we haven't missed one year yet, uh, but th- this year, last year I think I got around three hundred people, which was good again. And that means more people are starting to come out. They're hearing about it. Uh, uh, you know, the, the word's getting out, and uh, you know, I'm expecting at least that many, if not more. This year, because the weather's supposed to be beautiful this yeah, weekend. It is. Yeah. So you br- bring your lawn chairs, bring your blankets, yeah, yeah. and uh, enjoy a beautiful day. And and don't worry about the food because uh, there'll yeah. be plenty of food available. Always, yeah, always great eats. Yeah, we'll we'll have a barbecue truck there. Uh, I'm going to give them a cheap plug. Uh, smoking butts. Uh, they just do catering. They used to have a location where they set up on the side of the road in Canada, but they don't. They don't want to do that anymore. They just want to do events and uh, and uh, and then have an ice cream truck there and uh, and uh, and some venues selling things. And uh, one woman I know is a friend of mine. She's bringing her vendor. She's gonna. She makes these. Uh, she's kind of an artist, so she uh, has these craft things that she makes. And nice. I have a woman who sells jewelry there. Uh, I'll have the uh, uh, the VA themselves will be there with a table to uh, help any veterans that might want to know what kind of services they can get the VA. Uh, and uh, and we haven't even mentioned the music yet, which starts oh, yeah. at, at noontime and goes till about four in the afternoon. But I want to uh, point out that if you're going to this event, get there early because I know you have an incredible. National anthem singer for this event. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, good. <laughs> right? are, are, you, are you coming? I am. I will be there bright and early. Uh, okay, we'll get you there. About just show up about quarter of twelve. That'd be great. 
Sounds great. If you want to come earlier? I'll by all means come earlier. All right, you know. wonderful. That so, way you can you can talk to the PA man, see what you need for. It's just you know he's got a, a PA system with wireless mics, things like that. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah. So it, yeah, obviously the national anthem singer is going to be uh, my producer here at WKXL. Uh, Catherine Martinez, we affectionately call her Cat, and uh, does an outstanding job on the show. And uh, wait till you hear her sing. It is a treat uh, in itself. I, I first got to know Cat when uh, she was singing the national anthem, both American and Canadian versions of the anthem, uh, before Monarchs games. And uh, she just, just blew me away with her rendition of uh, both national anthems but yeah. she'll, she'll be doing the uh, the uh, u.s national anthem on uh, saturday at the uh, blues fest and uh, dennis hang in there just a minute do we have to take a quick break and then we'll just come back and, and talk about who's going to be playing on uh saturday afternoon in londonderry you better i think you need it i think yeah, you need I it will. dennis Dennis Martin with us. Dr. Harp and his uh, blues review band will be playing. They're the headline act on Saturday in Londonderry. We'll take a break on WKXL and be back with more. Heading down the home stretch on this Tuesday. Kale and Company Live. Don't you dare go away. Kale and Company Live here on WKXL. Great to have you along with us on this Tuesday. We're joined uh, today by uh, Dr. Harp. We had uh, State Representative Howard Pearl in the first segment of the show. And uh, Dennis Martin is with us, the leader of Dr. Harp's Blues Review Band, uh, the band that will be headlining the 8th Annual Blues Festival this Saturday at Londonderry Town Common, the corner of Pillsbury and Mammoth Roads. Great spot, great location, a wonderful way to spend a, a Saturday afternoon with all the benefits going to the Combat Vets Association. You can learn more about them at www.combatvetnhv1.org or combatvets52.com. One or the other, and you'll be able to get more information. Uh, Dennis, did you get that uh, cup of coffee? Yes, putting the cover, cover on it right now. You're putting there the you cover. Go. I'm putting the cover on it right now. I can I can see you twisting the cover. Yeah, uh, in my in my uh, Providence Bruins cup. <laughs> in your Providence Bruins cup. All right. Uh, well, I I know I know you go to to some of their games down in Providence now that the uh, the Monarchs have, have left us. But uh, Dennis, uh, just tell us about some of the talent that's going to be featured in addition to uh, Catherine Martinez on uh, on Saturday. Well, the uh, first band at noontime is called the X Band, the X Blues Band. Uh, uh, they're out of the Massachusetts area. They're kind of spread all over the map, so I can't really get uh, exact points where they're from. Uh, but uh, been in touch with them. They're 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 excited about coming and. Then at uh, about one fifteen, I'll have the uh, uh, Blue Monkey Band. Uh, the guitar player, J- uh, Jamie Drury, I think I'm saying that right, Drury, he actually did a show with me about a month ago or so in Centipede. Uh, uh, the, his, he, he covered the, uh, a gig for me because my guitar player wasn't available at that time. And so he covered, and, he, and his band is very, very good. I've gone out and seen them play in the area, and... Uh, really depth musicians and good, just a good bunch of guys. And uh, then 
course, my band, Dr. Hop's Blues Review Band, I'll be finishing it out around 2.30. We'll go on around 2.30 and uh, be done about 3.30 because that way we can leave a last half hour of the day to raffle everything off the 50-50 and you know because you have to be there to get anything any of the 50-50 or anything that we raffle off you have to be there to get you must be in attendance to win right okay all right so just just let people know that that they they can't they can't leave they got to stick around yeah to get some of the items but and and you know another thing too real quick if i could uh, if anybody want, would like to volunteer, I'm still looking for some more volunteers. Uh, if anybody w- would like to uh, put up a vendor and sell stuff and then donate money back to the uh, to the uh, to the cause to, to the uh, Combat Vets Motorcycle Association, uh, they either try to con- you know, click your call at the radio station, or you can get a hold of me at uh, Doctor Hop eighty three at hotmail dot com. Again, that's D R H A-R-P-83 at hotmail.com. And uh, you can give me a call. I'm uh, 603-303-0352. If you want to get in touch with uh, Dennis and uh, if you want to uh, be a vendor at this event, I know it's, you know, just a few days away now, Saturday from noon to four, Londonderry Town Common, at least, at least uh, three to four hundred uh, in attendance for this uh, uh, great event. If you love the blues, uh, uh, you will really enjoy yourself. Just bring a lawn chair or a blanket, whatever it is. It's a beautiful space uh, in Londonderry, and I know it'll be uh, a great uh, three, three and a half hours uh, of music on that uh, Saturday afternoon, which is supposed to be a beautiful one. And and you get to hear Cat Martinez sing the national anthem, too. So, I mean, and get great, great, great barbecue, great refreshments. Uh, so it, it's a, a terrific family day all the way around, and you're helping out uh, those people who have served us uh, so long and so well in the United States military. I should have Kat do the national anthem at the end because she'll have all these thousands of people show up to see her and then they'll leave. (laughs) (laughs) Too funny. Well, Dennis, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for all you do uh, for the vets. And and we will uh, look forward to uh, a great afternoon of music on Saturday. Okay. Thank you for helping us out every year, getting it out on the air. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, you're the only radio station that does it for me. You're the only uh, person I, you know, uh, uh, host that I've had in the last many years that have done it for me here and uh, on other radio stations that you worked at at one time. And I really appreciate all the things that you've done for me and helping me uh, get the word out. Well, it's my pleasure because uh, it, it's helping. Anything we can do to help the veterans, uh, you know, just just let me know. And that goes yep. that goes for anybody out there. So uh, appreciate all you do, Dennis. I know uh, you're a veteran yourself of the Coast Guard, and and uh, you have served your country well. And uh, we appreciate that service. All righty. Thanks, Dennis. Have a great day, guys. All right. Thanks. All right, Thanks. All right. And again, it's Saturday, uh, noon to four, Londonderry Town Commons. Always a great event. And it looks like uh, in our long-range forecast that uh, it's going to be a very, very uh, nice day to get the family out. It's a family event. Great music. Expose your youngsters uh, to the blues. It's a great sound, and, and it'll be uh, three to 
three and a half hours of uh, outstanding music, food, fun, and uh, benefit for the veterans uh, as well. Uh, last night, I want to mention before we have to wrap things up uh, today, uh, last night I heard on uh, WMUR during the news uh, that Governor Sununu does not believe that General Don Bolduck is a serious candidate. Now, he has a very, first of all, he has a very st- substantial lead uh, in the recent St. Anselm poll that we talked about last week with uh, Neil Levesque from uh, St. Anselm College, the New Hampshire Institute of Politics there. He has a, a, a two-to-one lead over the, uh, the runner-up in the poll, uh, Senate President Chuck Morse, who is an outstanding candidate. I have nothing against any of the candidates uh, in the field. They, they all are, are uh, terrific gentlemen and, uh, you know, have, have done some great work in the past. But to say, to say that General Bolduck is not a serious candidate, I, I want, I would like the governor at some point to explain how a man that has served over well over 30 years, more like 34, 35 years uh, in the military, 10 tours of duty in Afghanistan, has served his country uh, like few do uh, over the years, uh, a brigadier general, uh, how he is not a serious candidate, I, I don't I don't get that. I, I don't get that statement. Uh, now, Governor Sununu uh, slammed, I'm, I'm reading from a, an article published uh, on WMUR.com by their political director, Adam Sexton. Uh, Governor Sununu slammed the retired Army general, saying he doesn't see him as a serious candidate. Uh, over the weekend, a vehicle trailing uh, Bolduck's official float in the Londonderry Old Home Day Parade displayed a miniature Confederate battle flag and a uh, Bolduck campaign sign. And uh, General Bolduck said when he was informed that that uh, Confederate battle flag was flying, he spoke to the man and had him remove it. Uh, Bolduck uh, went on to say that I'm a true blue American, served this country for 33 and a half years in very diverse organizations, and I've never had a problem, never had a problem with race or anything, uh, Bolduck uh, went on to say. Uh, Bolduck's push for conservative grassroots support continues as he has more than uh, 10 town halls left to go to fulfill his goal of 50, 50 town halls before the primary on September the 13th. Uh, GOP voters uh, still on the fence, uh, you know, and uh, probably will be. Uh, Many GOP voters will still be on the fence when they enter uh, their election facility the, uh, for the primary on September 13th, when they go to the polls on September 13th. And uh, right now, anyway, in the St. Anselm poll, the recent one that was released uh, last week, uh, General Bolduck has a substantial lead over the runner-up, uh, Senate President Chuck Morse. Uh, a political science professors watching the race, like Chris... Uh, Galdieri of uh, St. Anselm College said it seems to be shaping up a lot like the New Hampshire primary that put former President Donald Trump on a path uh, to the White House. 
And he said that uh, particularly the response to Bolduc's position at the top of the polls. We saw last week Governor Sununu said he's not a serious candidate. He's not going to be the nominee, et cetera, et cetera, Galdieri said. What the governor didn't say, what the governor did not say, is who people should vote for instead. And if you think back to uh, 2015 and 16, there were lots of Republicans saying uh, not to support Trump. But there was very little consensus on who the alternative should be. And such is pretty much the case in the Senate race. I mean, Governor Sununu, have the uh, courage of your convictions. If you want to support one candidate over another, that's your right. It's your prerogative. But why, why make assertions that Donald Bolduck, General Donald Bolduck, serving his country for 33 and a half years, 10 tours of duty in Afghanistan, how can he not be a serious candidate? He is a very serious candidate. He's been running for two years. He's been as out front as any candidate in that race. And to say he's not serious uh, is is just ridiculous. Absolutely a ridiculous statement by our governor. Well, we have to wrap it up. A lot more to talk about. We'll do that tomorrow. We have some live music tomorrow from Amanda Adams and uh, Brad Myrick, who will be in studio tomorrow. And uh, we will see you then. And if you missed any part of this program, you can hear it again tonight at 7 o'clock right here on WKXLNHTalkRadio.com. Thanks for listening.